0: What's up, everybody?
1: We're back again. It's your boy KG. It's your boy LB. What's going on, everybody?
0: Yeah, man. We're back again for episode 11. Thin line between love and sports.
1: Yes, what's going sir. On yes, with sir. You? Uh, man, you know the usual. Uh, nothing major on a personal level. What's been going on with you?
0: Man, same thing. Slow motion. Just you know, daily grind, trying to get to it. It's all it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, so of course we already know the finals wrapped up. Yeah, congratulations
0: uh, to the Warriors.
1: Yeah, the Warriors. You know they got another one, big surprise.
0: Once again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and next on the horizon, of cool. course, footballs is, is gearing up. We got baseball underway right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you got mini camps coming up. You got uh NHL. They just wrapped up. Congratulations yeah. to the Capitals. Yeah. Uh,
0: that I was, seen uh, something. was not it? it was yeah, I think that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I
1: I, I seen something. Out. Uh. That, that us to live in the uh, in, in the in Dallas can kind of look at and be mad about uh, Philly. They got a championship. Houston got a championship. Washington just got a championship. All in twelve months. Yeah. You know, so you know, I'm not the biggest Cowboys fan, but. I wouldn't be mad if they won a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to. Some got to shake, yeah. Um, yeah. Get to it, man. But, yeah, man, let's get to it, man. Yeah.
0: yeah so, uh, like you said, we wrapped up the NBA finals. Uh, of course, like you said, congratulations to the Warriors. But, you know, another big question is surrounding, like it always does around this time when uh, LeBron comes up as a free agent, you know, or an opportunity to be a free agent. And the biggest thing is, we everybody's trying to figure out is where is he going to go? You know, and if he does go somewhere, should he go to a super team or should he not? Should he stay in Cleveland, you know, and try to just build where he's at? And is this good for the NBA? You know, a lot of, you wanna tackle
1: that first? Uh yeah, of course. Um, all right, so first I think wherever he goes, if he brings another top free agent, then that's already a great team. Mm. If he goes anywhere and he brings in two free agents that are considered, you know, solid top free agents, that's a super team just because that's a LeBron. So will it be bad for the NBA at this point? No, nothing will be bad for the NBA. I think even if he was to go to Golden State, that wouldn't be bad for the NBA because we would still watch. I mean, just the curiosity of like, man, how bad are they going to beat everybody? We'll still watch. But um, I know a lot of people, especially LeBron James fans, I I know his fans want him to uh, gear up, load up, let's get Paul George, let's get Boogie Cousins, you know, let's trade for somebody else and let's go directly at Golden State. Like, let's be on the warpath, let's meet up with Golden State. I'm pretty sure – LeBron James fans don't want anybody from Golden State to leave. Like, we want y'all to stay exactly how y'all are. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You get into it with a couple guys. They got the numbers. You don't got the numbers. So you, you it ain't that you scared. You just don't have the numbers. So you're like, all right, well, hold on. You you sit right here. All right. I'll be right back. You know what I'm saying? And you call the truth. You call the guys. And you show back up. Now it's a fair fight. So that's what I'm looking at. I don't. I don't think it would be necessarily bad for the NBA because there's a lot of other storylines in the NBA that we do want to watch. You know, it's a lot of young talent that's in the league already that we want to see progress and get better. Because LeBron James, he is in the twilight of his career, and um, Golden State they run ain't gonna last forever. So you know, uh, we got to see the glimpse of the future. You know, we got to see Jason Tatum. We got to see uh, Ben Simmons. We got to see Donovan Mitchell. Um, There's guys that you know, been here for a little bit and they haven't turned the corner. So, you know, we can still withhold our judgment. You know, you got D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, uh, Wiggins, you know, Zach Levine. I mean, that's a, a guy that, in my opinion, he has all the tools to be one of the greatest players in the game today. You know, he just got to play together. He's an athletic freak. Yeah, He a true point guard but he's too athletic to play the one, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of guys, it's a lot of cities um, with some young talent that we want to see get better, and it's this draft is stat, you know? So, no, nah, it won't hurt the NBA. It'll just be another storyline, just like, you know what I'm saying, everything that's been going on with the NBA up to this point. So what you think about it?
0: So I think for me, man, I've been kind of on the, like on the fence of it, you know, kind of going back and forth with uh, as far as the NBA part, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, for me. I think, like, in order for the Warriors to be taken down, it has to be another super team to, to go do it. You know, even with LeBron's, you know, his greatness or how great he is, and like you said, one other person could just, with him, could make that team great. I think, you know, he has to be on a super team to take that team down. I mean, he's tried it for what the past two, three years without a super team. Uh, well, I'd say two, three years just because, you know, he did beat him once, but, you know, that was. Came back from 3-1. That's like, it's crazy. You can't expect that to happen every time. So I just think that for him to team up with somebody else or two other people, at least, take this down, it's going to be, a, that's what it's going to take, a super team. So I think I would be okay with it. Now, as far as it being good for the NBA, it's like, I don't know. Because if he starts that, now all of a sudden you got two super teams, and we're now we're back to pretty much like the, what, the late 80s when Magic and Bird mm-hmm. were going at it. And that's all you heard from the NBA. Really, you know what I'm saying? Until, you know, of course, the business came on later on to that. But uh, before Jordan Autumn came up, it was just all you heard was just Celtics and, L- and Lakers. And they that's pretty much how they built their name. That's how they have this big, huge tradition of winning something like that and these pennants and all that, or these great players, because that's where the greatest players were at. I don't know just those two teams. And I'm not sure if I really w- would like the NBA to get back to that. I would rather it be more like. Um, more spread out, kind of like college football in a sense Mm -hmm. and college basketball. You never know who's going to win each year. And I think, I feel like that's a little more excitement for me going into it because then now I don't expect my team to make it. I just hope my team makes it. Yeah, You get what I'm saying? So if I'm coming in like this year, I try to be optimistic as much as possible, but at the back of my mind, I'm thinking like LeBron's going to make it. Yeah, Warriors are going to make it. And I don't really, I don't necessarily like that feeling. I mean, it's good for me because I am a LeBron fan, but if I wasn't a LeBron fan, a Warriors fan, I would hate that. It would like really bother me to the uh, to the core. Yeah. Um. Of course, from a you know a money standpoint, I don't think the NBA would make. They would. They might lose money, except for in those two markets where they would go. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Of course, so like, you would have Warriors and whatever team LeBron goes to, and they gonna make crazy money.
1: Do the NBA? I think they do revenue sharing amongst the uh, profit sharing amongst the owners as well. Right. Yeah,
0: they do somewhat. Okay. You know what I mean? But it's not like nowhere near as what it was Like I said, the first time when LeBron was in Cleveland, they were making like uh five hundred million okay. or something like that. yeah, five hundred million, something like that. When he left, they dropped all the way down two hundred million. Okay, so, okay. You get know what I'm saying? So okay. that's like the type of type of impact he makes. And of course the Warriors, they're worth far more work yeah, yeah, than yeah. they were, you know, ten years ago. And uh so if they lose any you know, of those players, of course they you know they'll start losing money. Okay. Uh, so that's my thing But it is like I I would much rather the league spread out the talent and then we all kinda like you know, embrace it and try to hope our team makes it rather than we know who's going to make it every year.
1: Right. Right. And um, my initial statements, um, that was just me speaking on how I seen it. It it wasn't my personal opinion, like my personal opinion. I think the whole super team thing, I think it's (sighs) I think it's kind of whack. I think it's kind of weak in a sense. Like I really wasn't mad at Golden State with Steph and 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 um, Clay Draymond. and Draymond because those guys were drafted. They came up together, yeah, and they just developed in that way. It was just lightning in the bottle because to me, you put you take Draymond off of that team, he's Tobias Harris. I think Tobias Harris is better than Draymond. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of them in the NBA. There's a, yeah, you know, right. yeah, he's in a
0: great situation.
1: Right. I yeah. mean, he he just happened to be an all-around player on a team that needed an all-around player. Yeah. You know, if they needed him to be a star, he is not that. He has a star personality. That's another thing that he has over a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, KD going to that team, that was weak. I mean, just – it was weak. Like, I get KD leaving OKC. I yeah. get it because – After seeing KD leave for two years and seeing what Westbrook has done, being unable to leave the first round, being unable to get out of his own way, like, you're great, you're ferocious, you're, you're intense. But those are also hindering you and hindering your team. So, I mean, leaving, I get it. I thought he was going to go somewhere else. I got
0: it from a personal standpoint. That's a whole he different thing. Because at the end of the day, it's about himself. But yeah, as fans, we
1: don't what i Like me, I just think it's weak. You know what I'm saying? I get but I, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. you went to a team and you fit perfectly. That's another thing. But I think KD, the way he plays offensively, him being able to shoot so well, he'll fit wherever he goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the offensive end of the court. Now, LeBron – when he left Miami the first time – no, I'm sorry. When he left Cleveland the first time and went to Miami,
0: yeah.
1: I got it because he couldn't get anyone to come to Miami. And Dan Gilbert, was he was very, very bullheaded with what LeBron was saying. Like, LeBron, you know, he's trying to tell you, like, man, you know, Big, Big Z, he nice and Mo Williams, this is my guy and all this. But, you know, I need a little bit more, you know, to get over the hump. And they didn't give it to him, so he he did. He did what he did. Yeah. And then he left Miami. I mean, a lot of people felt like he left because. Um, because he was homesick. I mean, he wrote the letter and things like that made it feel like, man, you know, I'm missing Cleveland. I think he left because Cleveland had a better future than Miami did. I mean, yeah, of course, because they were younger. Yeah, they were younger. I mean, look at Miami now. Kyrie Irving, he had already been a two time All Star. He won with like an a aging D Wade. Yeah, D Wade. Deteriorating. Yeah. I mean, I felt like what Miami had was great for him. And I felt like he's never put that type of team back together. Right. Mm. Uh, LeBron, like Miami, had, they had a bunch of 3-and-D players. Norris Cole was a 3-and-D player off the bench. Chalmers, you couldn't really leave Chalmers open. Uh, Shane Battier, Mike Miller. Uh, Bashi developed a nice little outside shot, and he played great defense. That's what made Miami so nice. They played great defense, and you couldn't leave any of them open. All these guys he got in Cleveland, he was just looking at the offensive end of it. Like, okay, yeah, I got Kevin Love. Kevin Love can shoot. J.R. Smith can shoot. Kyrie can score. But he didn't think about the defensive side. So now you got all these one sided players. But they first, their first year in Cleveland, their defense is pretty good. It wasn't – LeBron was you know young and hungry. You know what right, I'm saying?
0: Like, I had, I'm sure I think it was like long picture, like, I think they would deteriorate. I think a lot of them just got – I don't, they I don't got, think they
1: really deteriorated. They got
0: win happy. Like, I, I don't
1: Tristan, think it was that they deteriorated. Tristan
0: wasn't working hard or more job working, working hard. I think they, that played against them. I while.
1: don't even think it was that. I think it was just these guys just didn't play defense. Tristan Thompson really wasn't a rebounder like that. Birdman was a rebounder, a defender. You know what I'm saying? He had dogs in Miami. Those dudes in Cleveland were not dogs. They never were dogs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he tried to make them into something that they wasn't.
0: Also, from a team standpoint, they play good team defense. They didn't have individual Like, Miami had good individual.
1: That's what dogs, I mean. You know you what I'm know saying? saying? And, and you need that when you LeBron James because it's like, all right, I'm going to do this, I mean, and I'm going to get everybody like, involved.
0: Yeah, from a standpoint from the Warriors, though, the Warriors aren't a good individual defense. They, they uh, have individual defenders.
1: Remove like Clay, and everybody on that team is good individual defenders. I mean, not Clay. Remove Steph. Clay, best defender. Yeah, remove Steph, and everybody's a good individual. Defender. But you know, but
0: even before KD got there, though, he wasn't known as a defender. It was, but he became it, it. It makes him look like that now. He, he
1: but he became it. So you know what I'm saying? saying? The team makes him look like. But that. still, remove Steph and KD. You still got Clay, you still got Draymond, you still got Iguodala, you still got Livingston. You know, these guys are good individual defenders. I mean, to me, the the biggest addition to the team that was like low-key was JaVel McGee. Yeah. JaVel McGee, he did so much for them defensively. Uh, when they lost that 3-1 lead, a lot of people don't recognize that Bogut was hurt and they lost their rim protector. Yeah, yeah, let I me mean, get all that. But so I'm so just, once you lose that rim protector against LeBron James, you done. LeBron right, James right. going to abuse you without a rim protector.
0: I think we understand that. It's just the, part, the fact of, like, you know what I'm saying, what, what, what needs to be done for the NBA to, make now for this, the, it, to get this back to, the, you know what I'm saying.
1: It, it, this another thing. it never was that. I mean, we were born in the 80s. So we were born in the middle of the Lakers and Celtics feud, Right. Then Michael Jordan came. The 90s was all Michael Jordan. So really from 2000, well, after the Lakers won a three. So 2002, 2003, till LeBron got to Miami, that's when the NBA was wide open. And in my opinion, that's when the NBA was the weakest. Yeah. Nobody talks about that era. When Kobe was supposed to be the man, that was the weakest era in basketball. <laughs> Kobe Ryan. Bro, I love him. I love him. But think about the all-time greats that was playing during that era. You can't even name five. You got Kobe. Shaq was on the decline. There was yeah. Tim Duncan. But, yeah, I, mean, I, get, I get everything you're saying. So just, I'm talking about
0: as far as like it's, the it's, fact
1: of – It's not bad for the NBA to me.
0: Yeah, I just I – I don't think it would be like necessarily as bad as far as – I mean – as far as bad, like the talent-wise, but like that, of course. I mean, because you're going to have like a lot of talent. It's all spread out right now, but it's, saying it's just like LeBron is supposed to be so dominant. He is getting older and stuff. Yeah. But it, I think that uh, just him going to another team to make a super team, it might be, I don't know. It, like I said, it might, it, like we still have some, we're, we're always going to have our, um, our highlights. we always going to have those people who, you know, your anchor breakers, who dunkers, and all that. you're going to have that, Just that's just where the league is at now. It's just people that athletic. So I don't think you're going to lose that aspect of it it's yeah. as far, as, far as like watching the actual game.
1: A lot of people, they say it's going to happen. I think LeBron James, he didn't start the super team, but he was the first person to be considered the best player in the league to leave and join with other players that are good. You know what I'm saying? We seen other teams try it and it didn't work. But then when LeBron did it, like it was like, wow, it was like a revelation. So then he did it. Kd did it. Now everybody doing it. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, it, it, is it is what it is.
0: It it's like LeBron, and then the White followed suit. The White Howard did it too. I
1: mean, we go way. Yeah, back the Lakers, thing. but so they were trash. So was I just, mean, but the Lakers had
0: it. Just didn't work. Some yeah. people don't say it, but i just say to the, Kobe tried it. That's where we are at in the league. I mean, we can expand on that later. Yeah, yeah, I mean like that's, that's a, a different
1: conversation. But yeah, but what it's doing to personally, the I don't think it's going to hurt the NBA at all. That's just that's my final say on that.
0: Okay. All right. So. uh we went to our next topic, man. We just want to talk more about something that's impacting everywhere in society, pretty yeah. much. But how social, social media impacting sports on society. You know, is it like a good thing or is it a bad thing for sports? Like, what is social media really doing to sports now?
1: Um, I um, <laughs> I say this, I always say this. I think social media is ruining everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um giving people unlimited access to Everything because that's what social media is. It's unlimited access to everything. It's, it's turning um sports, society, it, it's turning everything upside down and it's turning it around, it's creating a lot of confusion. So with sports, like for example, the Warriors. I I, I just use the Warriors since they won. Okay. It was a clip where it was some cameras there, probably somebody on their phone after the game. Draymond is giving a hug to um, Kevin Love. Tristan Thompson walks up to him trying, you know, show him some love. And they caught what he said to him. He said some, some foul to Tristan Thompson. We don't need to hear that.
0: See, said we ain't made from the same cloth.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, from what I read, it said that he said more than that. Yeah. I mean, he but, said more than
0: that. initially what it meant.
1: So – we don't need to see that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we fans. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But we don't need that 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 access right. to these people like that. You know what I'm saying? Kobe, he came out and said some things that a lot of people disagree with. And immediately, I mean, everything that Kobe Bryant has ever done, it was just brought up, brought up because we have that in file. But you go back to the 90s, before all this stuff happened, everything is all speculation. And I'm cool with that. I like a degree of privacy. And I feel like these professional athletes, not just them, but all of us, we deserve a degree of privacy, but through social media and I guess just that that thing inside of ourselves that craves attention, it makes people want to get online and give us a piece of their lives and, you know, a reality TV show in a sense. And I don't like it. Like, it just compels people to do some of the dumbest things. Like, Brian Colangelo, Kevin Durant, Skip Bayless with these burner accounts. Like, you guys are creating fake uh, social media profiles to defend yourself. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing in the world. And, like I said, it's just exposing the world to the stupidity of itself. Like, what? I can't stand it.
0: Well, I think, like My take on it is, like, uh... A- I definitely think that social media is is affecting sports heavily. I mean, there's some positive, there's some negative to like it. Like, of course, it gives you that in, instant uh, instant information. Yeah. that's the great part about it. But when you get people that start trying to chime in on it, that's where you start getting all of, like the the bad things. About yeah, it. And then you got people like you said who want to say something so bad, and they're like, oh, okay, I can't say it because I want I, I want to be seen this way." So let me go create this burner account now. So now you got all these different things going into it. And one thing I just, I wish that people would realize is that a lot of times on the social media, man, if you're not a celebrity, if you're just somebody regular like that, even if you are a celebrity, just because the people that you follow you or that you follow agree with you doesn't make it right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? The world weird.
0: the world is a lot bigger than your 500 friends.
1: Yeah.
0: Or your 3,000 friends. You know what I mean? So, Or even just your million friends. It don't matter. It don't, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and that's, that's the thing that really irks me is that you uh, sit on social media all the time. You know, we go, people go back and forth arguing, these debates, stuff like that, and it's just like you realize that, you know what I'm saying, the world is a whole lot bigger than this. Mm-hmm. And then going into the part that you said about, um, as far as like the actual game, when you see the the cameras, they they flood they, they flood these players. Yeah, They got to cover their mouth up when they talk now, and they got to do all these things just so they won't be heard, or people can't read their lips because we don't want the world to see. And one thing I picked up too is just like, uh, I was able to go to a bucket list item in the NBA Finals game, when the Warriors it went okay, and I was glad I was glad I went there. Of course, you know I want to Cavaliers really at least win a game, but. My experience being there was totally different than being at home watching, watching it. Watching it. The reason being was because I couldn't have my phone up and just pull it up and see what everybody's talking about. I couldn't hear what the announcers giving their biased opinions or whatever and you, people you, feeding off of it. You was in the moment. I'm actually in the moment. And I think, like, if, there, if there's some kind of way we can get back to that, like, it kind of helps for
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But it's just like,
0: man, like, you know, I don't see what Draymond is saying. I mean, I see their mannerisms, but I don't see, like, what's actually being said. Yeah. I can actually enjoy the game for what it is and talk to the person next to me and have an actual conversation yeah. rather than having this debate with somebody that's, yeah. you know, other side of Dallas or whatever. And they just on there and tagging just out to somebody to just because they want to have a fight okay. on social media.
1: And and um, another thing that I think affects sports, and you can tell, I mean, we talked about Des Bryant, how he goes back and forth with mm-hmm. fans and stuff like that. Um, these players are real people. Of course, yeah. And they watch – the news, they watch these shows, they read what's on their timeline, they check Twitter, they check Instagram, and I think it affects how they move. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it influenced what they do on the court after the game. Like I personally feel like LeBron wow. watches that stuff and he keeps up with that stuff. Because I seen a clip, one of the press conferences after the game, where he made some comments. And you can tell if you watch Skip Bayless enough, he was talking directly to Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, LeBron, you shouldn't even be looking at Skip Bayless. He's done
0: it a few times.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, and
0: even even if he does, even if it's not LeBron seeing it, it's like his people tell him yeah. what's being said. You know
1: what I'm saying? And it's like social media. And it's like he feels compelled to kind of defend himself. That's a good point. Against social media. You know what point. I'm saying? Because, like, I'll be real with you. Like, I'm a critic. Some of the things LeBron James does, I feel like LeBron James, he he does some things. I'm like, come on, bro. You don't even have to do that. Yeah. And, you know, that's another conversation. We'll get into that one day. But he ain't got an answer to that. And even even me being a critic of what he does – he ain't gotta answer it. You know what I'm saying? It's just me being, you know, looking. I, I critique it. If I see it, I got something to say about it. Then yeah, I got something to say about it.
0: But if you've seen the narrative of social media has changed so much just within the five the last five to ten years. So remember social media first started, we had that excuse of, Oh, this social media, I'm not listening to that. Yeah. I don't have to listen to that. Or oh, that's not real. Even you should tell your chick that. True. You know what I'm saying? Social media True. is not real. Just because I'm on so there, it don't mean it's real. Yeah. Shit. Now it's getting to where it is part of our reality. Social now. media is life. It is definitely you know life. It's definitely part of life now. So like that excuse now, like somebody said something, it actually is like part of real yeah. life. It, it's
1: life. And you that's, know what, what that's what's
0: so scary about social media now. It,
1: it? It's, it's taking over. And yeah. I'm like, I'm hesitant to really just dive all the way into it like yeah i have twitter and i go back and forth with twitter but i make it a point not to really subscribe to the thought of you know the general population like you know if this is what i feel this is what i feel i won't yeah. let you guys sway that but it's hard yeah it's, it's hard. real hard because like you said it's hard to disagree with somebody that have a million people agreeing with them even though they may be wrong mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean To me, I feel like social media got the president elected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like that's where the president we have today, that's where he won. Yeah. He was able to create a social media cult that fantasized everything he said to where it really wasn't even about him anymore. It was about what he said and what he represented and what people Formulated in their mind of what he was, but what he actually was, people wasn't even looking at that anymore. Like the things that Donald Trump did, if anybody else did them, you know, they'll be hung out to dry. But because he created this fan base through social media, yeah. like people, I mean, whatever he does, it doesn't even matter because they're looking at something totally different that he created.
0: And if you notice that even now, on social media, people praise the antagonist.
1: Yeah, the troll is is the thing yeah, you know to be I'm like. I, I, so
0: troll. So I mean, it's like Donald Trump is the ultimate troll. The so trolling about all these trolls out here, like they like that's how they related to him. Yeah, and, I like, mean, people don't even see that. Like you know, nice. I mean, I come out about sports anymore, but Trump was able to relate to these I mean, people to get him on his side. It's
1: and, the I line mean, between love and sports. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna bleed over in the society. But you're right. I believe that. I believe that people actually troll to get fame
0: to get fame because
1: right. they know if I just Come along, and I just have these regular viewpoints. Then you know, for a reaction, ain't right? nobody gonna really say nothing. Mm-hmm. But if I come in here with some outlandish, crazy, obscure viewpoints and topics, yeah, I'm going to get more people disagreeing with me than I'm going to have agreeing with me. And the people that disagreeing with me, they're fans just like the people that agree. You know what I'm saying? They were. To have the people hate on me and come at me and bash me, it's just as important as the people that show me love because they're coming to see me regardless.
0: Right. So well, that's where that's where you start to see these players and everybody else become human. Yeah. That's where you actually see that. Because like you said, it's just at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, it's out there in, in the Internet internet world by the same day it's like. As a man, you're going to think, like, man, I ain't no hoe. Like, you ain't even, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you ain't even talk to me like this. And, and, you know, yep. I don't even know who you are or where you are. It's just I like, got to defend myself. if I don't defend myself, it's going to yeah, be
1: like. Yeah, I have to defend
0: myself. I have to speak up for myself. Especially if, you, especially if you, okay, so like you said, if I'm somebody like, um, like a J.R. Smith or somebody who posts all the time, you know if I'm posting all the time, you know I'm seeing yeah. stuff all the time. So now I'm going make and you, I'm, I'm make you, you feel like me. a punk that. Like I know I'm on here. I see this. I'm not even address it. So now, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, if you if you if your mind that strong like that, you obviously you are gonna be like you are gonna fall, you know, fall into it like this, right?
1: And I'm glad you brought up Jr. Smith and social media because I personally feel like what happened after game one or at the end of game one with Jr. Smith, right? No social media, Cleveland comes out a different team game. Oh you. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. that that incident was overblown so bad through social media, memes, ESPN, that, I mean, it, it just killed him. It had to kill him. When it, That's a great point. Cleveland had point. everything to be happy about added in all game to,
0: one. It added salt to the wound.
1: Yeah, That's a because great point. to me, I'm That's like, okay, point. you're going up against a team in Golden State who kind of limped into the finals. Mm-hmm. LeBron, he comes out, he got him on the ropes. Now, mind you, all we need to do is steal just one game. One game. That's all we got to do steal one game here, and we good. But because that happened, LeBron James got mad, and then the social media firestorm. Like you brought the point up, everybody mad at Jr. Smith when George Hill missed the free throw. Yeah, You make the free throw, we up one. We just play defense for three seconds. That's the game.
0: Yeah, and Tyler doesn't call it Tom. But
1: social media, Twitter, Instagram, ESPN, everybody, they ran with this thing. They made it so much bigger than what it was. And Cleveland, they wasn't the same. They never recovered. To me, you know, LeBron James, he he checked out. I, you know, you could tell. He, he was just like, man, fuck, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dang. I got I to carry these dudes. He even said it in the in the post. Post game one time, he mm-hmm. he said that his team ain't good as uh Golden State. He said that they IQ not that Yeah, I just good. say from
0: an IQ level. And
1: and yeah. all of that is because social media yeah. said that they were stupid. Yeah, I was
0: just gonna say you, ble- yeah, exactly. You, you know what what they I'm all kind of
1: Yeah, and I'm like, man, y- your team is not great, but they they could be worked with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if they had that motivation, like if they came out like they came out in the first game. Like, we just going to bring it to y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all got all these shooters and all that, but we going to bring it to y'all. Tristan, he was getting in Draymond face. You know what I'm saying? Making it chippy. They was yeah. pushing.
0: But like I said, irregardless, it made and, that – that first game was a statement. Even though they lost it, it was a statement to let them know that they can play with him.
1: Yeah, and, and it's they, like that happened. The and, 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 yeah. and they – I mean – soon as that it, happened, it, like
0: you said, they were all of the social media – It was just over. The first, like, the first question they asked is, JR, like, what were you thinking? Right. Like, you know it's going to build a story. So, yeah. It, I mean, it's like – I definitely agree with
1: you. And, like, and, it, and you, it, it shouldn't even be in that. Right. Cleveland, to me, they still had the momentum after that game. Yeah. And because of feeding into what everybody else is saying, it's like the air left the sails, man. Like, the whole team was just like <sighs> – Yeah. And – then, you know, you let Steph come out. He got a hot game, too. You can expect one game like that from him. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And it was just like, dang, like, it so, was it was just – Social media. He checked out. Like, LeBron checked out, and everybody else checked out after him, man. Like, they just – I think that just let all the air out of itself. Like, he just threw his hands in the air after yeah, that. Yeah, it definitely hurt
0: him. Like I said, social media played a part in it and yep. adding more fuel to the fire. Yeah, so, man. That's, 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 that's a great topic, man. Um, and well, more recent news. Actually, I mean, today, breaking news. Breaking know, news. USA able to, um, to secure the bid for a 20, 2026 World Cup.
1: Yeah, we got eight years. You know, we're
0: going to host it with Mexico and uh, Canada. And um, those of you who don't know, World Cup is, like, huge. Like, yeah. You know, it's just up there with, like, the Olympics. You know, yeah. far, you know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as, like, the type of people it tracks and all the type yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
1: World like Cup, I mean, yeah, it's right behind the Olympics.
0: Right. So you, you know think that um, – so our question for this was going to be, you know, is it good, is it good, bad? And, you know, what are some things that's coming from it? And uh, from my standpoint of it is I think that uh, I think it's going to be great for the USA. You know, of course, from an economic standpoint, it's bringing in tons of money, and tons of tourists and things like that. So it's only going to bring money to the economy. It's just going to build it. You're going to see pop up businesses now that's geared toward that. And uh, one important thing that I think of it is that, you know, especially with me, you know, being working with youth and being in coaching, you can start seeing youth geared more towards being elite players in soccer mm-hmm. because now they have a goal they can look forward to, and playing um, soccer on their home turf on the biggest stage. Yeah, something that we haven't really had. You know what I mean? Of course, soccer is like when you see it now. Just and this is just me talking to students that I have uh, worked with who play soccer. They think that you know, in order for them to be good, they got to go to Mexico. I got to go yeah. to these other places. I got to go overseas. got to
1: go to Europe. And you know? I
0: think yeah. that with this coming, this World Cup coming, is going to bring them uh, some excitement, some uh, some hope that they can actually be a part of this big event.
1: And they got time. Like I said, it's yeah. eight years. Eight, yes, I'm saying eight years.
0: Take a 12-year-old now that's trying to perfect their craft. They'll be 20 by the time it starts up.
1: And I you think you can be in the world. I think you'd be on the national team as a minor if you definitely. Oh, yeah. That's yeah what I'm so saying. So. you
0: definitely be uh, you know, uh, and getting it. And then uh, – just my last piece of it is, is that uh, he has some people who don't like it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and refer to uh, Hope just, Solo. I'm
1: gonna talk about that.
0: Yeah. So from the USA women's team, um, the goalie, you know, probably best in ever as far as a women's standpoint. Uh, she was against it, you know, bringing the World Cup here, and her main thing was because you know it's just not. USA soccer is not publicized how it should be here, mm-hmm. like it is in other places. That is, yeah, you have all these rich people who own these rich companies who own the M, you know MLS teams, and they're making constantly hand hand over fist and money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's not giving back, and they're not trying to build the sport up as it should be here, here, yeah. exactly here. And you know, and also, you know, she's been on record for saying that it's unequal.
1: Yeah, women don't – I mean, women, money, they, like won they won it in 2015.
0: Yeah, they won it in two, 2015, and, and you don't hear much about it. They should be almost they glorified. But like our women's yeah.
1: national team is very good. Our very men's good. national team is not.
0: Yeah, So yeah, but she you don't hear money. much about it. Like, it's it's been a bigger story about our men not making it to the World Cup this year than the women, you know, actually being in it. And they won it. And they won it. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's crazy. We should be – seeing headlines every other day about how they're trying to defend their championship or, you know, stay dominant and all these different things. But we're hearing more about the men not making it.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I'm actually going to go in a, in a different direction with it because, you know, when, when we first thought about this topic, I brought up Brazil. Mm-hmm. And Brazil hosted the 2014 um, World Cup. Right. And one of the biggest problems with it is Brazil is poverty stricken. yeah, yeah very. Poor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they secured the funds to build this glorious, you know, stadium and, and soccer park and all of that for the World Cup to host these tours. All this money came in. And it still didn't help the poor. No. Nah, uh-uh. So I started thinking about the country that we live in. And you and I, we've both spoke about the social issues, the racial injustice, police brutality, all of these things that go on in this country on a daily basis
0: Yeah,
1: that we can't turn a blind eye to. When this World Cup comes, they're going to put on a front that nothing like that happens. Like they,
0: like they did in the Olympics for
1: Atlanta. Right. They're, they're going to they're put on the front that... I mean, everything is just peaches and cream over here, and it's not. It's not. We're going to have tourists over here. They're going to protect these tourists. They're going to treat them like royalty and all this type of stuff. You know what they're going to do. And then on the other side of these these cities where these games are going to be, because the finals is going to be in New York City, or really not New York City, but MetLife. And that's where the Giants play and the Jets. So it's a representation of NYC. We know what NYC is as far as, you know, the police state stop and frisk, yeah. brutality, uh, you know, racial dis- uh disparity things like that, gentrification. All of these negative things that go on in this country, they're going to turn a blind eye to them because of this World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with it. It's a great one. You know what I'm saying because the World Cup is going to bring in a ton of money. Where's that money gonna go? We've already seen in 2000, and what was it, 15, that there was a FIFA corruption scandal. There's a World Cup corruption scandal with the officials, with the actual referees of the game, with the people over the That's top, yep. different countries. You know, they're taking payola for bids and things like that. All of these corrupt things are going on, so these people can come over here, and we put on this front like like it's all good. I'm cool that soccer is coming. But me knowing what I've seen with Brazil, I know they're about to do it here. I feel a certain type of way about it. You know what I'm saying? And then like, I'm going to let you go. But this is just a small tidbit. It's loosely related, but it is related. Uh, I've seen something where Domino's Pizza is putting together a um, a project where they're going to uh, fix the infrastructure in certain cities, or, or, I guess, all over the country. But they're going to fill potholes in the streets. hmm and that's what the cities and the government supposed to do with the taxpayer's money. So if the World Cup is going to generate all this money, when, where is it going to go? How is it going to be distributed? And will it help the actual country that's hosting it? Or is it just going to line the pockets of the, of the people you know, in power or something like that? That's my question, and that's my problem with it. So I kind of side with Hope Solo. We don't need it because we need to fix it's us yeah, yeah, before we try to... You know, do all this other stuff and and you know, play host tea party to the rest of the world, things like that. You know, we, we got a lot going on over here. Yeah. So um, you can go ahead and go, but that was my point on it.
0: Make a great point. I mean, I that, just just uh, my final take. Uh, I just want to say that I got to thinking about it when you said it. Uh, you're right. A lot of tourists are gonna come over here, and America's gonna be built up as land of the free. Yeah. And you get all these rights, and they're gonna build it up that way because. As much as Donald Trump says that he doesn't, we want to attract more people over here. More people that come, the more money we have, the more labor we can use them for, and the more, you know what I mean? Different things like that. So now they're only thinking, they're not thinking about just 2026, they're thinking about 2026 and beyond. Yeah. You know, that's just how the economy works. And it's like, it's sad to see that. And like I said, that they're going to be, if they do decide to come back and stay or whatever else, they're gonna be opened up to, like you said, this racism that's still going on. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem in the United States. Uh, this inequality that we have with men and women. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a lot that we still have to work on, like you said, and it's just or gun violence also.
1: Get big, that's so
0: big. a lot of things going on. And damn, that's a great point you brought up. I'm glad you said that, man. I think uh gotta give a like, huge props to that for real, because we got a lot to work on ourselves we try to bring other people into
1: it. Yeah, and that's all the World Cup is, man. It's just an event to, you know, show the world the type of country that we have here. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I fear that that's what it's going to be because, I mean, that's kind of what it is already. So, I mean, I'm not optimistic with the change, you know. But that was just my point. Like, you know, I I looked at Brazil and I I read what Hope Solo had to say. And that's that's what I thought. I'm like, man, you know, we got some fixing to do before we try and, you know, host the world Something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, man. So we're going ahead. and uh, We'll close it up. Um, damn, this is great. Great time today. Episode yeah. 11. I really felt this one. You know what I mean? I think we had some good topics going on. Um, of course, we're going to put it out there for y'all to see. Hopefully you guys give us some feedback. Let us know what you think.
1: Of course. Always, always. Um, All feedback is, is appreciated. Um, we're constantly working on things behind the scenes, you know, to create some engagement. Yep. So if you listen to us, share it. You know, of course, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, I listen to podcasts, and and I can honestly say that you know ours is is different from most of the ones that I hear.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, we, we offer something totally different, so it's worth the listen.
0: And it's all in the name.
1: The long between love and sports. Already, man. Appreciate y'all. Take care. Yup.